Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Today, man, get you uh, hearing the word and get you ready to do what you guys are going to do today. And hopefully you guys enjoy uh, your, your, your rest of the day, man, with family, friends, and so forth. Amen. But we do want to wish everyone in the house here from our family to yours. Amen. A happy Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Those here, those on, on Facebook Live and YouTube, amen, we welcome everyone here, amen. Today, uh, we, we have the privilege, amen, of celebrating the risen King, Jesus Christ, amen, hallelujah. Victory over death, hallelujah, hallelujah. Last week, amen, as we gathered, it was Palm Sunday, and Jesus rode into Jerusalem, amen, on a donkey. The crowd was shouting, uh, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. But then Friday rolled around. And the shout wasn't that, the shout was crucify, crucify, crucify. As Jesus was sentenced to death and he suffered a horrible death, hell had a party on a Friday night. But they thought it was all over and done. The devil thought they finally got rid of the Jew. Come on, that's what he thought, amen. But on Jesus, you got to understand, Jesus on Saturday, while it was silent, they thought, man, it was over. And while they were waking up from their party, from being all crudo, hungover, <laughs> come on, somebody. Come on, they, they, they were partying so hard, amen. They thought, man, we, we got Jesus. He's dead, amen. Behind all that stuff, amen, through their trying to get well, Jesus took back hell, the keys to hell, death, and the grave. Come on, somebody. And now Sunday is here. Somebody say, it's Sunday. Sunday. Come on. And now Sunday, I'm here to let you know that the stone has been rose, rolled away, amen, and Jesus rose from the grave, amen. And I'm here to declare to you that Jesus is well, he's alive, and he's good. Can somebody say amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Somebody say, he got up. He got up. Amen. Remember that old song? You got to, oh, don't, don't make me sing it. Hallelujah. I'll sing it. Amen. <laughs> but we're here, to, we're here to hear the word of God. Amen. But he got up. He got up. Amen. That's why we're here today. Amen. So today I want to minister a message entitled, Give Me Three Days. Jesus is asking of you, give me three days. Tell your neighbor, give him three days. Three days, amen? Give me three days, or in other words, give me till Sunday. Amen. On Friday, you were saying, give me till Sunday and watch what I'll do. Amen? So give me three days. And when Jesus was, was with the disciples, he spoke uh, that the temple would be destroyed and that in three days, he would rebuild, he rebuild it. Of course, they, they thought, amen, they were, they were off, amen. They thought, they, how is he going to destroy the temple and build it up? It took years for this temple to be built, but he was speaking about himself. In Matthew chapter 16, 21, it says this. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things in the hands of the elders the leading priests, the teachers of the religious law, and that he would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. Matthew chapter 17, 22 to 23 says this, After they gathered again in Galilee, Jesus told them that the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of, of his enemies, and he would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead, and the disciples were filled with grief. Jesus here in this passage of scripture was preparing them of what was to come. But at the same time of him telling them, I'm going to have, I'm going to die. I'm going to suffer. Amen. But at the same time, he was telling him, when this thing happens, give me three days. 
That's what he was saying. Give me three days. Three days. And so what they witnessed on, on Palm Sunday, what they witnessed just a week ago, they thought, you know what? No way this is going to happen to our master. Right? There's a big celebration going on. They're throwing a party for Jesus. Amen. Uh, and, and, and they say, man, these people are not going to kill him. They love him. But soon that would turn around on Friday. So here we are, church. Palm Sunday's over. The streets of Jerusalem have been cleaned up from the confetti of the parade they were throwing for Jesus. Judas has already betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Come on, Jesus and his disciples, amen, had their last supper. He washed their feet. And Jesus is in the garden praying, not my will, but thy will be done. At this point, Jesus has already been beaten, and he was crucified on Friday. And now it's the early hours of Sunday morning. So I want you to turn to the book of Luke, chapter 24, 1 through 8. It'll be on the monitor there, but this is what happened here. It says, but early, very early on Sunday morning. It's all right, I'm getting old. Hallelujah. The women went out to the tomb taking spices that they had prepared, and they have found that the stone had been rolled away. Somebody say, rolled away. And so they went in, but they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. And the women were terrified, and they bowed their faces to the ground. And then they asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, amen, that the Son of Man might be, must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, but that he would rise again on the third day. And they remembered what he said. He remembered the things that he said. They said, they finally remembered. Here in this point of, of the scriptures, amen, they remembered that he said, give me Three days. Give me three days. They remembered, they saw, and they believed. Listen, church, everything came together in three days. Everything came together in three days. There is power in the third day, church. Three symbolizes the Trinity. And there is power in the Father. There is power in the Son. And there is power in the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say amen? Come on. On the third day, everything became okay. Say that with me. On the third day, everything became okay. Everything came together, church. Listen, it's just not hearing about it. It's not just even knowing about it or even remembering about it. It's about seeing and about believing. Come on. It's about coming to a place in your life, amen, when you start seeing all the dots come together. Come on. After living in your own strength, come on, living in your own wisdom, amen, and then coming to a place in your life that, you know what, I see and I believe. Come on. How many believe in this place? Hallelujah. Come on, after living life, amen, and you're trying to figure out life, and you're going through seasons in your life, and you think the answer's in this, and your answer's in that, amen. It's finally when you come to your senses and say, man, I can't do this on my own strength. I can't do this in my own understanding, amen. And we start to focus and put our faith in Christ, amen, that we start seeing the dots get connected and say, man, this is what it's all about. Come on, Jesus came, and he died for me, and he shed his blood for me that I can live. I see and I believe. Somebody say, I see and I believe. Remember, Jesus came that the blind, listen church, the blind, that's you and I, church, will see. Come on. Come on, weren't we blind in the world? Come on, we weren't seen. We were only seen through our own eyes and through our own understanding. And he came for the blind to see. And even though I may not understand it all, but I get it. Come on, you may not understand it all, 
but you get it. That's where faith is connected, church. I don't understand the whole picture. I don't understand why certain people die. I don't understand all this stuff, but I do believe that there is a God that cared for me, a God that sent his son to die for me, amen, that the blood of Jesus will wipe away all my sins. Can somebody say yes? I may not understand it all, but I get that. And even though you may not understand it, you get it, church. Christ died on the cross for our sins. Come on. He was condemned so that we don't have to be. And he rose from the grave on that third day. That's the gospel, church. That's it. That's the good news. You can't complicate that. That is it. Jesus came, he died, walked this earth, died, laid down his life, shed his blood, and he rose from the, the grave on the third. That is the gospel. No other person died for you. Come on. Buddha, dead. Muhammad, still dead. Jesus, he's alive, hallelujah. Come on, he's the only one that died for us. He says... Give me three days. See, everyone needs a third day revelation in their lives. Everyone needs to continue to see and believe. And he's saying, you know what? Just give me three days. Every year he comes and during this season, he says, you know what? Just give me three days. Come on, every year around this time, he says, you know what? You know, I know you're going to celebrate Palm Sunday, and you know Friday I'm going to die, amen, and Saturday is going to be silent, but give me three days. Amen. Give me till Sunday, and watch what I do. See, Jesus is the originator of saying, I'll be back. That line was stolen, amen, hallelujah. Jesus is the first one that says, I'll be back, hallelujah. And he'll be back if you experience the third day. You'll be okay in the third day, church. But who's the third day for? Well, I'm going to look at three areas in people's lives, all our lives here. Three areas where Jesus is saying, just give me three days. Just give me three days. You ready? Are you ready? Somebody say, give it to me. <laughs> Number one, give me three days to remove doubt. Give me three days to remove doubt. Because seeing and believing doesn't mean that all your questions and all your doubts go away. How many still have doubts in this house? Come on, somebody. Let me tell you. Even for John and Peter, who discovered the empty tomb, still had doubts. It says in verse 4 of, of Luke 24, it says that they stood there puzzled. They were scratching their heads. They, they didn't quite understand what was going on. The, 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 the definition of puzzled means this, perplexed, confused, baffled, dumbfounded, caught off balance, mystified. Come on, there are going to be times in your life as believers, amen, that you are going to question the very things of what are going in your life, amen. You're going to be saying, why am I going through this storm? Why is this hitting my life, amen, church? There are going to be times that you doubt in the, even in your Christian walk. John says in John chapter 20, verse 8 through 9, it says, then the disciples who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. But until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that Jesus said that I must rise from the dead. So they were still a little bit confused about the whole thing. Man, they were still a little confused. They were still perplexed over the reality of physical resurrection. They didn't quite understand the theology. They didn't understand that the resurrection is hinged to everything that we believe in, church. The resurrections equals everything. The resurrection equals everything. Give me three days is not just for the scholars. 
It's not for the ones who fully understand the scriptures, but it's for those who are still trying to make a make sense of it all. It's for those who are still struggling to put the pieces together. For those who are still trying to connect all the dots, amen. That's who the resurrection's for. That's for you. Somebody's for me. It's for us. We're still trying to figure it out. We're still trying to make this, this walk. Even when we accept Christ and even when we, we believe on the crucifixion, right? We're still figuring out what the whys. And doubts still kind of creep in. Can somebody say amen? amen? We're reminded of that when we read in John chapter 20, 19 through 20, it says that Sunday evening, they were behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed him the wounds in his hands and, and on his side, and, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. After Jesus rose from the dead that very morning, amen, he shows up, and they're all in the room, that they, and they were all scared, amen. They still had questions. They, they still had doubt. And Jesus appears to them in this passage of Scripture, and he says to them, peace be with you. Listen, church, when you have doubt, Jesus always brings you peace. Come on, somebody. Come on, he gives you a peace that the Bible says that surpasses all understanding. Come on, Philippians 4, 7 says that, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. But notice he didn't tell them, where were you guys? Notice he doesn't just come after his resurrection and say, you know what, weren't you listening to me when I was with you? Come on, how can you doubt what I said, what I spoken to you? He wasn't there in, the, in that room and appeared to them and started to rebuke them. He didn't say any of that. Instead, he showed them the wounds in his hands and on his side. And he tells them, I know that some of you here have a little doubt still. Some of you here may still be a little scared. But peace be with you. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive. Hallelujah. Remember, he said, give me three days. Give me what? Three what? Three days. three days. But one of them wasn't there. I mean, you know, there's always someone missing church. <laughs> Come on. Ah, you know, something happens and then you tell them what happened. They're like, ah, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> right? Now, there's that one that's always missing that should have been here. Come on. Don't look at them right now. They're here. They're here. <laughs> one of them wasn't there, and his name is Thomas. And it says in John chapter 20, 24 to 25, it says, One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with, his, with the others when Jesus came. And he told them, they told him, we've seen the Lord. And he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nails of the wounds in his hands and I put my finger in them and place my hand on the, on the wound on his side. Man, come on. Talk about not believing. Come on, talk about doubt. And here they are, his own brothers, amen, his own friends testifying, hey, we've seen the Lord. And Thomas says, no, 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 no. I won't believe it unless I see the very holes in his hands and I put my whole, my finger through them. And I put my finger in his side. Until I see that, that I won't believe. Hallelujah. Come on. No wonder they named him Doubting Thomas. Hallelujah. Come on. Maybe you're here today and you're like Thomas. Maybe you need a little bit more evidence. Maybe you still have some questions. Maybe you still have some doubts. I'm here to say that's okay. Tell your neighbor it's okay. It's all right. Amen. Come on. Jesus is not threatened by the doubting Thomases of this world. Not the doubting Thomases of the church. Amen. Because God knows, listen church, if the, you do an honest investigation of his resurrection, amen, if you truly search it out, amen, the truth always wins out, church. Come on. The truth wins out, amen. It says in John 20, 26, eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time, guess who was there? Thomas was there. The doors are locked again, and suddenly 
Jesus appears to them, standing among them. Peace be with you, he says. Come on. Come on. This is after the resurrection. And it's like us locking the doors, turning off the lights. And we turn off the lights and Jesus is here. Whoa, where did he come from? <laughs> he appears to them. And he comes and here he is, Thomas. And, and when Thomas doubted and needed some kind of physical proof, Jesus didn't come at Thomas saying, hey, doubter. Hey, non-believer. Come on, he didn't come. Amen. Uh, why didn't you believe when the others told you that I was here earlier? Come on, he wasn't hard on him, but he tells him, peace be with you, Thomas. Come on. You got to understand that Thomas was still loyal. He was still a believer. Come on, he, he, he still was loyal to Jesus himself. Come on, he didn't bail on, on, on him. He didn't bail on his brothers. He didn't bail on Jesus, but he just doubted. Come on. Like I said, don't, don't you have some doubts sometimes? Come on, doesn't mean that you, don't, you stop believing, right? You just have some doubts. Sometimes you scratch your head. It's like, you're kind of puzzled. What's going on here? Right? I'm serving God. I'm going to church. I'm doing this. And man, why am I going through this? Is it just me or just, is it you? <laughs> Come on. We, we kind of scratch our heads. What's, go, what's going on? Amen. I thought I was your favorite. <laughs> what's going on, God? Why am I going through this trial? Why am I still going through marriage issues? Why am I still going through this kind of stuff? We scratch our heads and we think, what's, what's going on here? See, Thomas still believed the Lord. Thomas still loved Jesus, but he had some doubts. Some people need doubt before they believe. If doubt leads to questions and questions lead to answers, and if answers lead to acceptance, then doubt was good for them. Come on, somebody. Doubt did a good job, amen, because it brought you to the truth. Listen, it's when doubt becomes stubbornness, and stubbornness becomes a prideful lifestyle, that's when doubt harms faith. When you say, ah, I know some of us, we get, ah, I'm not going back to church no more. Ah, I'm not going back to that church on that corner over there. Ah. Forget Pastor Art and that whole church. Oh, come on. Don't tell me you never went out. Ah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to hear it outside. Ah. <laughs> Listen. When you doubt, say when I doubt. When you doubt, amen, don't stop there. Let your doubt deepen your faith as you continue to search for the answer. Let me tell you, when, let, 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 want me to say it again, baby? I'm going to say it again, amen. My wife says to say it again, so I'm going to say it again, amen. When you doubt, don't stop there. Let your doubt deepen your faith as you continue to search for the answer. Come on, somebody. As you read the scriptures, as you start to search God, amen, let me tell you, your faith will increase and doubt gets to, gets to go away. It dissipates from your life, church. Come on, get into the scriptures when doubt comes. Get into the scripture when you're facing a, a hard time and, and you're scratching your head wondering why, God. Read the scriptures and it will increase your faith. Can somebody say amen? amen. Look what Jesus says in John chapter 20, 28. 27 to 28, he's, he said to Thomas, this is what he said. <laughs> Look at, go ahead, Thomas, put your finger right here. <laughs> Come on. Here, Thomas, put your hand on my side. Come on, Jesus heard him. <laughs> Come on, here I am, Thomas. Don't be, don't be faithless any longer, but believe. And then he said, my Lord, my God, it is you, said Thomas. But look what it says in verse 29 of New King James. Jesus said to them, Thomas, you believe because you've seen me. And because you see me, you believe. Blessed are those who have not seen me, yet they still believe. Amen. Come on. Jesus knew that his examination will lead him to the truth. 
And I invite you today, amen, to examine the gospel of Jesus Christ because I know once you do, it will lead you to the truth, amen, and it will remove the doubt, amen, and the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. Come on. Jesus, it leads you that Jesus is the one true Savior, amen, that Jesus died on the cross for you and I for our sins, that Jesus on the third day rose from the dead and lives forevermore, church, and because he lives, we can face our tomorrows, amen, and because he lives, all fear is gone. Somebody say hallelujah. Jesus says, give me three days and I'll help you. To remove the doubts and the fears in your life. Amen. Amen. Number two. Give me three days to help you help those who are experiencing pain and heartache. Come on, you can say amen to that. Amen. If you go back to John chapter 20, verse 11, we see Mary standing at the empty tomb. And it says that she's crying and she's weeping. When Jesus first met Mary, she had, she had seven demons in her. This is Mary. Her life was filled with heartache, pain, and bondage, and, but she was controlled by these demonic spirits. And Jesus comes and heals her and even casts these seven demons out of her, amen, and gives her a new life and sets her free. And Mary falls in love with Jesus. Look what it says here in Mark chapter 16, verse 9. It says, now when Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared to Mary Magdalene, out of, the, out of whom he had cast seven demons. In John chapter 20, verse 11 to 13, it says, Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she stooped down to look in, and she saw two white robed angels, one sitting at the head and one and the other at the foot where the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken my Lord away, she replied. I don't know where they have put him. See, as far as she can tell him, and Jesus died and someone stole the body. She was heartbroken, thinking, what's going to happen to me now? Well, what's, 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 gonna, what, what's my life going to be now? But in the midst of that heartache, in the midst of her pain, she's introduced to the resurrected Savior. Look at the story. It goes on. It says here in John chapter 20, verse 14 and 15, she turned to leave and then saw, one, saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? And she thought he was the gardener. It's Jose. That's Jose right there. Really Jesus. Amen. But she thought it was the gardener. I'm not lying. It's right there. It's in the Bible. And so she says, sir, she says, she says, sir, if you have taken him away, please tell me where you put him for I can go to him. Mary, Jesus said, and then she turned to him and cried out, Ramboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. She recognized him. Listen, once he said her name. First, she, she was perplexed. At first, she's puzzled. First, she's weeping and crying, amen, and, and sees this guy out in the garden, thinks it's the gardener, and, and he's saying, where did you take him? Where is he at? And, and as soon as he said, Mary, he turned and said, oh, it's you. It's you. This passage of scripture reminds us that although pain and heartache is part of life, church, and is sometimes inescapable, it doesn't last forever. Come on. Come on. He says, I'll always be with you. Amen. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Amen. Even at times where you feel all alone, you think, man, where's my God? Where are you in this time and midst? He says, I'm right here, son. I'm right here, daughter. I haven't left you. I'm right here. And he'll call you by your name. And he'll go, oh, Lord, the Lord's here. It's like coming to a service and God speaks to you directly. He calls you by your name. See, the devil calls you by your sin, but Jesus calls you by your name. Come on, hallelujah. He calls you son. He calls you daughter. He calls you by your name, and he becomes your father. 
She recognized him once her name was said. Amen. Uh, come on. It says right here in Psalms 30 verse 5, weeping may endure for the night. Amen. But joy, come on, somebody say joy. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes on Sunday morning. Come on, every Sunday morning is for you. Listen, those who see and believe will still experience, listen, loss, sickness, death, none of that goes away, church. We're not exempt from it. You're not exempt from death or sickness or our family's doing that. We can't escape that, church. We're part of a fallen world. Come on. We, that, none of that goes away. But the power of the third day is that at the end of the pain, at the end of the heartache, the disappointment, the discouragement, comes the resurrection. Come on, hallelujah. In the midst of darkness, church, the light of Jesus Christ shows up and calls you by your name and penetrates hope in your life once again. Come on. Jesus says, give me three days. The last one, third one, final one, final answer. You ready? Number three, give me three days for those who need forgiveness and restoration. Come on. Anybody in that boat right now? God, give me restoration. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my doubts. Forgive me of the, sometimes we're mad. I, I just let me get in the way. Come on. You know, you know you, right? When you wakes up, that, that flesh do like, ah, attitude flesh. The one that goes, ah. <laughs> that, that, that you? Come on. When, when that one wakes up, amen, or, or life just slaps you out of nowhere in the face. Come on. When you get that bad report from the doctor. Come on. When you get the pink slip on your job. <laughs> come on. Come on. When, you, when, when everything's rolling, amen, and, and you just get the bad news. Come on. God, forgive me. For doubting you. Forgive me for having an attitude. Who knows? Come on, you gave me a pink slip here because you got a better job for me over there. Hallelujah. Come on, you, you never know. You just never know. I don't know why things happen. I just love God. That's what I do. That's how I live. Amen. I don't know why that happened. I just love God. I don't know why this thing happened. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going through this struggle, but I just love God. And he always makes a way. He always makes a way, church. Come on. People can trip. Oh, freak out. I'm going to not. I'm not making enough money. And we work in sales. Amen. Commission. They're freaking out. <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 he's one of my coworkers. <laughs> Come on. And we, they, these young kids, these young cats freak out. And for those experiences, I don't freak out. I say, you know what? It doesn't matter if I didn't sell another day. God's going to take care of me anyway. Amen. At the end of the month, bills are paid. Amen. Food's there. Amen. And I still look good. Amen. It's all right. Hallelujah. <laughs> I still wear a tie. Amen. I'm going I'm to celebrate Jesus. Amen. It doesn't matter. Amen. At the end of the month, my God takes care of me. And if he doesn't, he gave me an overflow to take care of it anyway. God can drop a hundred, a thousand in your lap like that. Hasn't he done that? Where he blows your mind. like, how are we going to do this? And boom, somebody just throws you a check. $100, $500, $1,000, amen. That's God. I don't trip on that. Jimmy used to trip like that. <laughs> and I told him, Jimmy be all right. And he's, and he's growing. And he's trusting. Come on, because life is worth more than this. You got a daddy that will take care of you. Come on, it doesn't matter, man. Uh, he, he, we're, we're okay. I'm looking around here. You guys look pretty good today. Come on. Come on, you guys are smiling. You guys, got, you guys can see me. You guys walked in here. You're, you're, you're doing okay. There's some other people, that, you know, that you don't, they don't got what you got. We can't complain what Jesus has done for us. Come on, we're okay. Tell your name, you're okay. But in the midst of all that, the third day is for those who need forgiveness and restoration. 
I don't know. I need forgiveness every once in a while. I, you know, there's times where I, I, I fall short. Come on, the Bible even says there's no, there's no one righteous, not one. As long as I live in this flesh, I'm still going to do something wrong, say something wrong, think something wrong. Come on, somebody. I just don't allow them to cuss at work, right? Because I do what? <laughs> and there's proof that I do that. I tell them this story, and they ah, he don't beep them. All. I beep them. <laughs> See, Peter, at this time in his life, needed some forgiveness, and he needed a restoration. Remember, Peter denied Christ not once, but three times. In each denial, the answers became more harsh. Each denial, like, yeah, you're one of them. No, I'm not one of them. Yeah, you're one of them. I, I told you I'm not one of them. At the end, I'm not one of them. I don't know the man. It got harsher and harsher. Not only did he deny him, he, he, I mean, he just verbally said, I don't know him. His denial was before Jesus died on the cross. You see, Peter never got the chance to say, I'm sorry, Lord. Lord, I, forgive me for denying you. All this weighed on Peter. Peter had to live with that memory. Come on, those were the very last words spoken about Jesus to, to his denial. With those words. It's not, I love Jesus. No, I deny Jesus. Those were the last words spoken in Peter's life. Peter had to live with that. Come on. But you really have to understand today that Peter did love Jesus. He, he loved the Lord, but he denied him. Come on, I'm pretty sure that some of us have denied the Lord one way or another. Doesn't mean that we don't love him. We just denied him at that time and moment. That's how Peter was. I'm pretty sure many people felt like Peter, said some harmful words to a parent, to a spouse, to a friend that was painful, and then that person dies unexpectedly. And the last words when I love you, they were harmful, harmful words. This is what Peter was dealing with. Come on, we have probably dealt with that in our own lives. And maybe that's why he rushed to the tomb when he heard that the body was was gone, thinking that his resurrection means that I got another shot, a second chance to get things straight with Jesus. A few days later, Peter would get his chance, and Jesus goes out and finds Peter. In John chapter 21, 1 through 3, it says this, later. Somebody say later. later. Jesus appeared again to the disciples besides the Sea of Galilee. Several of the disciples were there, and Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they said. So they all went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. Jesus finds Peter fishing the same spot when he first met Peter. Listen, church, without Jesus... We usually go back to who we were before. But notice that Jesus doesn't say, where were you when I needed you the most, Peter? How, how could you turn your back on me, Pete? Come on. Didn't I tell you this was going to happen? No, Jesus doesn't say that. Instead, he says, hey, Peter, you got some fish? And Jesus then reinstates Peter, his love on him, and he forgives him. He forgives him, just like he does to us. Jesus basically tells him, Peter, in spite of you turning your back on me, denying me, I still have purpose, and I still have a plan for your life. Come on. You don't have to go through feeling like a failure, amen. I will forgive you and I will restore you. Come on, you may be, you're going to be the key figure in birthing the New Testament church. Peter, 
I'm going to use you. Come on, just like he'll say to us. You may have bailed on him and you may have denied him. You may have backslidden. But when you come back to the Lord, he forgives you and the plan still lives. Amen. He still has a plan. He still has a purpose. Amen. He knew you before you were even born. He knew you in your mother's womb. Amen. That doesn't take away once you come back to Christ and align your life back to him. All plans, all destiny is yours. Come on, everything is yours, amen. He has a plan for you. Somebody say, I got a plan. I have a destiny. Come on, he has something for you. It's not, it, the failure in our lives, we're going to fail, church. But it doesn't take away the promises. Come on. Doesn't take away the promises. You know, you can look back in the time of your life, amen, when, when you left the Lord or you denied the Lord or you gave up on the Lord and you came back to him. He started to restore your life, and you have purpose again. When I, when I left the Lord, amen, after 10 years, amen, one year getting saved, 10 years in our marriage, amen, I'm backslidden, and then I come back to the Lord. I just want to get saved. Amen. But he tells me, the promises are still there, son, and I'm going to use you. And I'm going to take you and your wife to Las Vegas, <laughs> and you're going to preach the gospel, and you're going to tell them what I did for you. It's not over, son. I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. And I'm going to work through you. And he says that to you as well. Amen. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Amen. Come on. You have, you have a plan. You have a destiny. You have a future. Come on. God wants to unleash his promises on you. God has a plan for your life. Somebody say amen. Somebody say I'll take it. It's not over. The devil says it's over. But God says it's only the beginning. Come on. Just like that song says, hell called a party on a Friday night and said it was all over and done. But Satan failed to realize that the battle had just begun. And on the third day, the angel said, tell Jesus is alive and well. He got up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like I said, maybe you turned your back on Jesus. Well, I'm here to tell you that he's not pointing the finger at you. He's not throwing failure at you. He's not saying, how could you? If you're here today and you have drifted away from Christ, amen, he's saying the same thing that he said to Peter. I forgive you. I believe in you. I love you. Come on, and I have a plan for you. Come on, Jesus says, give me three days. And I'll put you and your life all back together. I can do it in three days. <laughs> all you got to do is believe. All you got to do is believe, church. Give me three days to prove who I am to you. See, when Jesus died, it proved that he was a man. But when Jesus rose from the grave, it proved that he was a God. <laughs> that he's all God Almighty, church. No man can raise from the dead, only God. Hallelujah. Come on, he has the power to raise anyone. Give me three days. Today's that third day, church. Come on, we hear the stories. Whether you're whatever religion you grow, whether you're Catholic, whatever it is, you, we know the story. We know Palm Sunday. We know Lent. We know all the stuff during this season. Amen. People can put on their religious acts. Amen. But it's until you give your life to Jesus and allow him to come into your heart that turns your life around. It's not for a series of days. It's a series of your whole life. God wants you, not for the moment, but for eternity. You've got to give your life to Jesus, church. Let him in and let him just change your life, church. Real quick, real quick, real quick. All right. So when I got, I got put on the devil's uh, hit list, 
I was in California, and I was on a, uh, the devil had a, a hit list on me. I was on uh, these government uh, assignments. I was a target individual. Narcotic, I was on a narcotic trafficking list. And, uh, I was also on a, a terrorist watch list. And the devil was trying to destroy me during, when COVID started, that's when the, uh, the devil put me on his hit list because Jesus found me. And, and, and it was crazy. He showed me all the demons. He showed me everything that we fight against. And I'm standing here today, uh, me and my family. We lived in we lived in weeklies, and I paid I paid uh, we, my weekly uh, uh, what's called my I had to pay like weekly like 400 bucks a week on those weeklies where it was just filled with a satanic cults, Freemasons, uh, what's called like a lot of prostitutes, a lot of just a lot of badness. And I was around it when God started drawing me out of it. I was building my own race cars, destroying the streets of California, and out. I would, uh, I would have a secret word that I, I found from this guy named, um, uh, what's called, uh, John Lighthouse, or I forgot his name, Richard Lighthouse. He was a 50-year FBI veteran. That uh, God led me to do do all the all the work to find out what was going on going on around me, and then He showed me everything, and uh, He showed me what was, what was really up against him. And he was all it was it was just a higher level of spiritual warfare, and then um, through all that, I got to keep my family. I got to keep my uh, my parents evicted me. <laughs> that was the best thing that probably could have happened to me. But God gave me everything. Even though I was choosing to do everything I wanted, I would go up to the sheriffs, and I knew I could get away with anything. I would just tell them a word called, uh, I would tell them non-investigative subjects. I'd hit. When I was fully, I was so, so doped out on meth, and I'd go up to them, and, and they'll like, like, be like, oh, you're crazy. And, the, and then uh, the goal, they couldn't deny the fact that I knew the truth, and God led me to the truth. And uh, I'm so blessed to uh, be here, and God, uh, the Holy Spirit just told me to come up here right now. I've been, I've been through a lot, and I still go through a lot, and we're all going to go through a lot still, but God's going to hold us through, even through our darkest times, through all the, the stuff, all the attacks of the enemy, we just stand in the Lord, carry your cross. We're, we're here with um, some pastors that love us very much, and we, I love you all very much, and um, he just gave me a new house, a new house, and our credit was no good. So it was only by the, by the grace of God that I have, I have a new house, and everything I wanted as a little kid that I seen my parents had, I wanted to copy their, um, copy everything they did for me as a, as a child. They, you know, I, I followed in their footsteps. I, I, I went and started doing whatever I wanted. I tried to find my identity in, in the world, working, and... Uh, and I, you know, trying to, trying to find myself who I was, because that's all we all, all we do is try to find ourselves in this world, and we're never going to find ourselves in the world. The only place we're going to find our true identity is in Christ. And uh, it's so beautiful that we have a such loving pastor. And sorry, pastor, for taking our time. Uh, God is good, and He loves us all so much. He can never He can never steal anything from us. I love you guys. Come on, give the Lord some praise, Amen. Hallelujah. God has done a lot. For him, amen. And, and like I said, they just got a, a house, got pulled out of the place where they're not, where God didn't want them, amen. And God blessed them, amen. These are the promises of God, church. When you give your life to Jesus, no matter where you came from, he'll give you a lot more. And who says you can't have that? If daddy says, I own everything. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord some praise, amen. As I end today, Jesus says, give me three days three days. Remember the third day makes you okay. Amen. Come on. Give him three days to remove doubts. Give him three days to help those that are experiencing pain and heartache. Give him three days and he'll, give, he'll, he'll, he'll forgive anyone that needs forgiveness and bring restoration to those that need restoration. In John chapter 19 verse 30, amen, as I close here, it says, and so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Listen, church, when Jesus said it is finished, it means that debt has been paid in full. The sentence has been fully served and the battle has been fully won, church. I'm here to let you know that the grave is empty. The doubts have been removed, and he appeared to many witnesses 
after that resurrection. Amen. Church, the stone has been rolled away and Jesus rose from the grave. And I'm here to let you know that he is alive and he's well today. He is our resurrected king. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we all stand up? Amen. Praise the Lord.